We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So now we're going to talk about Marcus Freeman. And when we did our show on Friday, we had at least 50 comments or questions, it seemed, about Marcus yeah. Freeman's interview right. with Chris Zorch, former Notre Dame All-American, right former there. Notre Dame great player. Got to go watch yeah. Chris Zorch with yeah. Marcus Freeman, and I did. So I made the dumb mistake of, as I was wrapping up my work Friday night, it's about 1 o'clock in the morning, I was like, you know, let me just put this on real quick. Oh, mistake. And, and watch it while I'm working <laughs> at 1 a.m. Really stupid decision. Uh, but Vince, you know, if you haven't watched it, go to Chris Zorch's podcast on YouTube. And first of all, if you have not subscribed to Chris Zorch's podcast on YouTube, do so. He has he always has former Notre Dame players on there. I mean, he has access to guests that I dream that we would have access to. Uh, and so... Uh, Subscribe to that, right? But check out that podcast if you haven't listened to it yet, because it was one of the most fascinating things, Vince, that I've heard. And um, I have some very strong uh, reactions and feelings about what he said. Yeah, me too. Uh, we're going to dive into all those comments. But um just want you to start off, Vince, with just kind of your overall impressions of, of Marcus Freeman's comments during his interview with Chris Zorich. So I will give Chris Zorch a lot of credit um, for, you know, Chris Zorch. Everybody knows who Chris Zorch, right? I mean, he's just a giant teddy bear, basically. He, he's he's a guy that you know you can joke around with and have a good time with. And he was just as riveted to this conversation as I think everybody that was listening. Uh, I think almost 10,000 people have watched that video now uh, up to this point. And he would basically just set it up on a tee for Marcus Freeman, and then Marcus Freeman would just just put it right down the fairway, okay? Or hit it out of the park. Whatever sports analogy you want to use, that is exactly what he would do. And to kind of bring it around to Irish Breakdown, for example. So so Brian and I, from the beginning, and this is, this is pre-Irish Breakdown, right, Brian? You and I have, whether it's on the air, whether it's just you and me sitting on your couch at your house talking or whatever, We've had this conversation 
multiple times about, man, you know, if only Notre Dame would do this, and if only Notre Dame would do that, they, they could be so much more impactful in recruiting. Or I'm with, so sick of them using this as an excuse yes. when we all know that that's not really the truth right. or the degree right. to which it is said is the yes. truth. A lot and, of and, excuse making. And just sitting back and be like, man, if only, if only, and like these are our dream scenarios. And, you know, if Brian would have said to me, hey, man, I, what I want you to do is I want you to go out and I want you to write down answers to questions the way you would like them to be answered if you're a Notre Dame fan. I feel like I just gave that script to Marcus Freeman because he was saying everything that was in my head and everything that, that Brian and I have talked about over the, over the last few years uh, about where Notre Dame needs to be. It's Notre freaking Dame, Okay. And that's basically what Marcus Freeman was saying. And he went into all kinds of detail, detail that I was shocked uh, that he went into, frankly, about his recruitment to Notre Dame between, you know, Notre Dame and LSU, conversations that were had between him and Brian Kelly and Jack Swarbrick, how that all went down, which was fascinating. And then his philosophy on how to recruit to Notre Dame and, and how he goes about it. It was, I, I just used that, this word, it was absolutely fascinating, and it was exactly what we have been saying all along. You work at Notre Dame. You have advantages that no other school has. And he laid it out. He absolutely laid it out. There was one point where he said uh, something along the lines of, okay, there's three things you need to be looking for at a school, right? If you want to play for national championships, uh, okay. Uh, if you know, If you want to be... Oh, I forget what the third thing was. And the other one was the four for 40, right? And he said, okay, well, you can go play for it was national- NFL. Do you want to be an NFL, NFL, thank NFL you. development, NFL right. development, things like that. So development. So play for national titles, get developed four for 40. Notre Dame's the only place that can give you all three of those. You can go someplace and get two out of the three. You can go someplace, get the four for 40, but you're not going to be playing for national titles. He goes, I'm the only one that can give you this opportunity. So why aren't we saying that to these kids? And so, He's saying that to them, and it's 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 so impactful. And Chris Zorich, on a f- few different you know occasions, is like, "I've got goosebumps. Like I'm 52 years old. I'm literally go getting. I mean, you could you. see like he was going like just jumping <laughs> the screen. And, like it was, and, and it wasn't Marcus hyperbole. Freeman, he was so excited. Right? It wasn't hyperbole. Like anybody that watches that and is a Notre Dame fan was feeling the exact same way. All right. So can I say something, Vince? I want to. <clears throat> I thought Marcus said a lot of things that 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 I have strong reactions to, but the one that probably moved me the most, because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what the defensive coordinator wants to do. He can only control part of it. And he said that one point in time, like, hey, I only can control one part of yeah. this, right? Yep, yep. But the thing that moved me the most was if if he's doing all that, but the head coach isn't isn't on board with a lot of those things, then it, it ultimately won't matter. And and his comments about Brian Kelly to me were the most impactful. And there was oh. a couple things that he said during that time. And one was the first one was he talked about the process by which the decision was made to come to Notre Dame. And he talked about, you know, where he said, look, I, I went through all the reasons to not come to Notre Dame and there weren't any, he made mm-hmm. that comment. But the other comment he made was he went to LSU and it sounded like like he kind of confirmed what our intel had been telling us, which is when he left for LSU, that seemed to be like the choice he was going to make. I mean, I yeah. had a story written saying they weren't going to get him. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the intel we were getting. They're not going to get him. He's not coming to Notre Dame. 
He said they rolled out the red carpet. Like right. He said it was a dream 24, 48 hours. Right. No question right. about it. And you know the financial offer was there. Because if they paid Bo, Bo Pelini what they paid Bo Pelini, and that was over $2 million, you can guarantee that they weren't going to offer Marcus Freeman less than that, right? And so he he goes on the interview. They they, they say, look, they, they were trying to get me to make a decision. And he's like, and I thought about it. But then he was like, look, I need 24 hours. Which, again, he's doing – he's telling – they're telling kids to do what Notre Dame is way they are. Like, you know, mm-hmm. look, go – and he talked about this. Go – don't make an emotional decision. Go home. Talk about it. And – and it's worked out well for Notre Dame in that regards, and, and it's going to work out well for Notre Dame in some other areas too. But he, he so he he's on his way home, and he talks to Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly called him, right? Like, right. Look, Proactive. I just want yeah, right. I want to set this up. So he, it, he that, that's that's an important first. thing to add, Vince. It's a yeah. very important thing to add. He he went to Notre Dame first. Notre Dame, you know, laid out everything that they wanted to lay out for him, right? And then he goes to, and he enjoyed himself at Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. He he absolutely enjoyed himself. He, he made a comment about saying how, uh, you know, him and his wife, he's like, look, we have to go to the LSU. We said we were going to go. We're going to go. And so he went to LSU, and it was very, it went very, very well. Right. Brian Kelly could have very easily been like, hey, we, well, we, we did our best. We did, we did what we could. Or, and, or, you know. or let's wait to hear what he has to say. Right. Yes. Didn't do that. He reached out to him, and he said, I just want to let you know, like, obviously, you know, money matters, and, and it does. If you're a father of six and you're a husband like Marcus <laughs> Freeman is – Money matters, right? You're trying to talk about setting your family up. A hundred thousand dollars, two hundred thousand dollars isn't going to get you to turn down the job you want, but a million dollars might. <laughs> so anyway, so Brian Kelly calls, and Brian Kelly doesn't say, you know, hey, look, we'll up our offer. Brian Kelly says, listen, money's not going to be an issue. That's not typical Notre Dame talk. That's not Shocked typical me. Brian Kelly talk. When he said that, I was floored right so it wasn't like hey we're gonna make a competitive offer it wasn't that it was because here's the things brian kelly hey look you know we'd love to have you we think you could do great things we think we can win a title here it's a better place for you better your family but we just we can't we can't go any higher than a million and a half or 1.8 million or i mean just you know he can make all the excuses of the financial constraints right the ones that fans always use well Notre Dame doesn't pay enough for assistance and all i mean he could have used that or he could have said, hey, listen, you know, we'll make a competitive offer to you. We'll try to get you as much as we can, uh, you know, and then hopefully the other parts of it will sell enough to where you want to. Right. He said flat out money's not an issue. So what you're telling Marcus Freeman is name your price. Yeah. We're going to make it happen. Yes. Right. Now, from what I've been told behind the scenes is, and, and by the way, if you can hear a little bit of hammering, I apologize. We're having some some work done on our, our deck. Uh, but um what that what I have been told is, is, and this isn't something Marcus Freeman talked about, but what I've been told is that Marcus Freeman used that opportunity to to do more than just get himself the most amount of money. You want to know why Chad Bones here? You want to know why some other things are happening? That was part of Marcus Freeman's conversation. Okay, coach, if you want me and you want to win a championship, this is what you need to do. And Brian Brian Kelly said, "Got it, got it, got it, <laughs> done." <laughs> that's huge yeah right yeah. huge because if you bring in marcus freeman but kelly's gonna fight you every step of the way or he's not completely on board it's not gonna matter and, and we've seen great coordinators go places and not be as successful but brian kelly not always on board but brian kelly knew what marcus freeman was about knew what that meant for him and said not only do what i like to have him, i'm gonna do whatever i gotta do to get him here that is big time Huge. That is a change, and that backs up everything we've been hearing and reporting in the last month or so that 
this is a version of Brian Kelly we haven't really seen before. This is a, and what I mean by that is this is a really fired up Brian Kelly. And there was another comment that he made that when he said, and you have the quote, Vince, and I want you to read the quote, but it was the quote, the comment about when he told Brian Kelly he was coming. Yeah. Okay. So, so that to me just was one of those things like, okay, this is it. This is the final thing that confirms everything that we've been hearing that it's not just lip service that people are telling us just to keep us off their backs, that Brian Kelly is legitimately ready to, for this thing to be different. So could you got that quote queued yeah. up Vince? If you read yep. that. Yeah. So, uh, so if it's not word for word, I apologize. Uh, but this is, this is what he said. And, 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 it uh, so I'm I'm Marcus Freeman here. He goes. I don't know what it was like before I got here, and that's not for me to judge. When I called Coach Kelly and told him I was going to come and be his defensive coordinator, he said, "Let's go. We're going to close the gap." And I was confused with the record that they've had the last few years. And I asked him, "What the heck is he talking about?" And he said, "I'm tired of losing to Clemson, and I'm tired of losing to Alabama." End quote. <laughs> what What else do you need to? I I am shocked that he said that mm-hmm. to be honest with you completely shocked because that's so, you know what can i say something about that vince yeah if brian kelly would show the media and then 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 yes. through by doing that the fan base that kind of attitude the opinion of him from so many people would change be completely different because he gives us like these excuses about things and, and it's frustrating so, but ultimately, if that's what he believes, I wish he would say that. Yeah, because it would fire people up and it would increase his support. But you know, whatever—that's a semantic thing. The fact is, he said that to Marcus Freeman off the record, which meant you're getting a, an, a, an honest, not thinking about whatever he, yeah. he thinks is the right thing to say to the media, or whatever the case may be, from Brian Kelly. That backs up all those other things that he's now doing. Mm-hmm. Being more involved in recruiting, making the changes to the recruiting operation, making changes to the staff, get ridding, not getting rid of that comes across in a way that I didn't intend it. Changing the roles and putting Mike Elson back in charge of recruiting, doing all those kind of things that tells me like, OK, he's not just saying that to get Marcus Freeman because he said it after he hired him. Mm-hmm. And and yeah. he's and then he's following it up. He's backing it up with what he's doing. And I think. You know, we'll dive into some of these other things that Marcus Freeman said. Sorry, my glasses are a little smudged right now. Uh, we'll dive into some of these other, these other things that he said. But to me, at the end of the day, nothing was more important than that right there, in my opinion, was that obviously we know Marcus Freeman's on board with this, but Brian Kelly is as well. And to me, that's huge. That's a that's big abso- part of this. It's absolutely huge. And I think that's the biggest thing for me is the, 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 the manner in which he went after Marcus Freeman and the manner in which uh, things went down tells me that Brian Kelly's all in. And and Brian Kelly is, you know, he sees the writing on the wall. He sees that he needs to be more involved. There's changes that need to be made. And he's, he's making them. It's not, it's not the excuses that we've heard in front of the media. And I, I agree with you, Brian. I, I wish... You know, and it would be it would be very different than anything we've ever heard uh, in front of the media from Brian Kelly. But I really would love to hear him just be honest, you know, honest with the media, honest with the fans. But like, look, I I'm as annoyed with, with this whole situation as you and, are. And, and let me say, he can't be all up in his feelings every time he talks no, to the media, right? I'm like, not that's not what be. we're saying. Like, you know what, yeah. guys. 
just sick and tired of losing. You know, I'm not saying he needs to be given all in his like touchy feelies and all right. that kind of stuff. But but it, it is nice every now and then for if he would let his guard down and not be the right. the perfect thing and this because then sometimes that gets him into trouble. Just be real, sure. like, hey, you know what, man? Here's why I made that move. Like I would love it if he'd have said, you know what, here's why I hired Marcus Freeman. Because I'm sick and tired of losing Alabama clumps, and I'm sick and tired of talking to you guys after losing after losing yeah. Alabama. I've taken That's that. Honest. Okay, cool. Yeah. And and you know and 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 it's not gonna happen anymore. We're, and, and we're close because this is the thing is, and this is what I said the other day. I think Brian Kelly realizes that they're close, and it's this kind of hire, not just as a defensive coordinator. Because look, you don't hire a defensive coordinator to recruit. Right. If you hire a defensive coordinator just because he can recruit, you've made a bad hire. Right. He has to first and foremost coach, but if he can coach and recruit and show leadership and show accountability and set a standard that everybody else has to live up to, that's leadership. But at the end of the day, that's that only affects one side of the ball. The fact that Brian Kelly's stepping up and doing the recruiting parts on his own is also setting a standard for the whole side of the whole set. Hey, if I'm doing this, you better believe I'm going to be holding you accountable to do this. Yeah. And and I and you know, again, so as much as we've hammered Dell, look, they're getting a lot closer to potentially having a Tobias Merriweather or CJ Williams recruiting class. Notre Dame's a lot closer to a Billy Shroud, Zach Rice finish in the offensive line than they were a month ago, you know? And, and so will it's they get there? They we'll find still, out yeah. because it's a, yeah. Hey, if the head coach is stepping up and, and this cat over here is getting all this love for the job he's doing as a recruiter, well, I better step it up. And don't think that that doesn't matter whether you have that actual come to Jesus moment conversation or not. But I did want to dive into some of the things that Marcus Freeman also specifically said, Vince. Yeah. And, and the one thing was his comment he made a comment, and we won't read it verbatim, but he, he made a comment that basically said, and, and I loved how he different that he deciphered this. It just shows like the savviness. But he said, I'm not looking for Notre Dame kids. I'm looking for the best players possible that we think can thrive at Notre Dame. Correct. And then some of these kids, we got to convince them that they're Notre Dame kids. That was a it may not seem like much, but that was the most profound thing that he it said. It was enlightening. It was absolutely because enlightening. There's a lot of players that Lou Holtz recruited and Vinny Serrato and that staff recruited that when they started recruiting them, didn't realize they were Notre Dame guys. He was talking think, to one of them in that interview. Right. He Chris was Zorch. talking about, yeah, exactly. Chris Zorch is not a current Notre Dame guy, yeah. resume-wise. Tony right. Rice, today, not a Notre Dame guy. Right. Remember, Tony Rice couldn't even play his first year. Right. He had to be a regular. They would student. not recruit Tony Rice in the last five, six years. Right. Now, the, the interesting thing about all that is, Vince, is there aren't many more Notre Dame guys than Chris Zorch and Tony Rice. Right. Absolutely. But at the, you know what I mean? But it, yeah. it's like, hey, look, we're not going to back down from these. He's like, we're going to go out and get the best players in the country that we think can fit here. And and, and some of them are going to be developmental guys like Aiden Cabrera, or Darren Agu, or, you know, uh, Devin Moore, you know, whoever. But some of these guys are going to be dudes. Some of these guys are going to flat out be ballers. They're going to be the Josh Burnhams and the Z Jalen Sneeds, who they're trying to get, the Xavier right. Nwankpas. We're going to go and, – and you're seeing Notre Dame, especially on de defense, battling Clemson, battling Ohio State, battling Alabama, more than we've seen them battle those teams in the last five, six years combined on defense. The only exception was that one 2018 class when they had Mike Elko, who also battled on a recruiting trail. And they went out and got Houston Griffith, beat Florida State for him. You know, they went out and got Jason Adamiola. They actually they got him before, but they got Jack Lamb. They got Shane Simon. They got, you know, they uh, when uh, else or when Elko left, they were leading for Kyle Hamilton. So he went out and did some of those things, but it was a very short period of time. 
And then you look f- fast forward and say, now you're doing it again, but on an even, even more dynamic scale. Oh, yeah. Because now you've got two playoff berths to show for it. And, and so this is an opportunity for Notre Dame, and they're capitalizing on it. But the fact that Marcus Freeman gets that, is pushing for that, and the comment he made about Brian Kelly talked to this kid and was like, I love that kid. That was another eye-opening moment because it shows that, hey, Brian Kelly's not fighting him on this. Yeah, he's on board. Well, with this. It, 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 okay. So two comments. So the first, the way he described the Notre Dame kid thing, uh, I thought was 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 perfect. He said, you know, look, in the past they would make a group of Notre Dame kids, and and here's that group. Now you go recruit the best of those kids. He's like, no. He's like, that's not how you do it. You look at the best football players, and then you figure out. If they can be Notre Dame kids, if they can make it at Notre Dame, he's a, and it goes. Don't get me wrong, you got to be a special kid to make it at Notre Dame. It's not an easy thing to do. You you have to have certain qualities to make it at Notre Dame. But don't start with that small group first. Start with the big group, and then you can filter it out. and And you're going to find guys that you would have never recruited before. And 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 to your point, Brian, when when he was talking about that conversation he had with Brian Kelly. And Brian Kelly's saying, oh, man, this kid is great. This is exactly the kind of kid that we need. Marcus Freeman's like, yeah, and you guys would have never recruited this kid, ever. You would have never recruited him. And, and here, now here, you are. Let's look at their class. They were not going to get Aiden Cabrera or Tyson Ford before Marcus Freeman showed up. And, again, that's not a knock on Mike Elson because I think Mike Elson was the only reason they were even in the game with right. those two guys. But as I said before, you got to have a coordinator and a head coach that are behind you. At the time, the head coach wasn't there yet because Tyson Ford said he never talked to Brian Kelly when he committed. But Marcus Freeman had a big impact. Aiden Gabera, Jalen Sneed, and Junior Two Alamaca did not even have offers from Notre Dame when Marcus Freeman was hired. Jaden Mickey did not have an offer when Notre Dame was hired when he was hired when when, uh, when he was hired in Notre Dame when Marcus Freeman was hired in Notre Dame. So you don't have Jalen Sneed even in an option right now. You don't have Junior Two Alamaca in the class, and you probably don't have Josh Burnham in the class either. Because Notre Dame was at best second for him, most likely third at the time for Josh Burnham, and then Marcus Freeman had a big impact there. You, you probably, I don't want to say that they wouldn't have the secondary guys that they have because Marcus Mike Micken showed last year that he can go out and get the job done. The rest of the defensive class last year was a little eh outside of Gabriel Rubio and Prince Colley, but as you know, there weren't any strong groups other than corner. Right, corner was the one strong group. And so Mike Micken showed that. So maybe they don't do it there. But, like, this class looks a whole lot different if Marcus Freeman's not the, the defensive coordinator right now. Well, and I know we've talked about this a lot, but you also wouldn't have Houston Griffith. Yeah, that's also true. Yeah. And, but the, the the point – yes, 100% right. 100% yeah. right. And think about what the fu- current and present future of this football team looks like in that situation. What is this – with the issues that we're, have, that we're seeing at Notre Dame on offense to a degree, would they be closing up? closing ground the way that they are now if they didn't have that hey look what those dudes are doing we better step yeah. it up you yeah. know well because i don't think brian kelly is invested as he is now or is even as if invested, he was right? even if he was there's still that standard that has to say hey guys the what you think you've been doing in the past is not good enough if you want right. to get to where you say you want to get to we've shown you the way now it's your time to follow is that's the case i don't think that the offensive staff maybe is pushing the way that they are. Cause it's like with right. anything, Vince, it's like, I think back to, you know, I'm, I'm a child of the eighties, right. When it comes to sports, all my, all my sports favorites and all that happened in the eighties. And so of course I was an eighties NBA basketball guy, but you've, you heard magic and Larry bird say a million times, 
I was working because I was wondering what Larry was doing or Larry. I was working because I knew I had to step up, keep up with magic. Well, it's the same thing here when you're in a situation where, you know, look at this defensive staff is doing, but well, we really got to step it up. Yeah. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely. And I think, and you know, and this was not covered in the interview whatsoever. This is just me speculating. I think the person that can benefit the most from watching what the defensive staff is doing led by Marcus Freeman is Tommy Reese. Because Tommy Reese, I think, has, he he wants to be a good recruiter. I, I, I really feel like he wants to be a good recruiter, but I feel like Marcus Freeman He has Freeman to have is, the staff, is, though. That's the difference. No, no question. But I think Mike Mike Olson was there. Let me just say this real quick because I, 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 well, let me let you finish, Vince. Or I'm sorry. Go ahead and finish. I was just going to say, from a coordinator standpoint, I feel like uh, Marcus Freeman is is showing the path. Like, dude, this is how you lead your side of the ball. This is how you recruit, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Again, this is speculation on my part, but I feel like the combination of Tommy Reese and Brian Kelly right now are the ones that are keeping some of these potential offensive guys in the mix to come to Notre Dame. And I, I just, a 28 year old kid, I say kid cause I'm 40, but a 28 year old coach with limited experience watching a defensive coordinator who's been around a little long. He's only 35, but he's been doing it for longer and he's been doing it at a high level. Being able to see that the day to day, this is how you do it. This is how you lead your side of the ball. I just feel like that there, there's no way that can't be a positive. I agree. I, all I was going to say is I don't think Marcus Freeman's as successful as he is if he also doesn't have Mike Elson and Marcus Mike Mickens. That's the other thing we have to we have to consider, that's and that's the thing that's hurting Tom Reese. That's fair. Is that he doesn't have a Mike Elson? He doesn't have a Mar- Mike Mickens on his side, and so, but but that's a different story for a, that's different, a different day conversation. Sure. I think when you get back to to this aspect of it, I think there were so many things from what Marcus Freeman said that that was like, hey, you know. We're Notre Dame. We can provide an opportunity to some of these kids who maybe don't realize or maybe don't have the guidance or don't come from the background that says, hey, this kid's going to have a 3-6 and a 1,200 or whatever the case may I think the scores are different now. Maybe 1,200 doesn't mean now what it meant when I was in high school. I know, right? But the point is, is like, you know, these kids maybe don't have that resume, but as you get to know them, you realize, you know what? This kid would flourish at a place like Notre Dame. Right. They haven't done enough looking for those kind of kids in the past, in my opinion. And I think my, I think this staff on defense is now doing that. But that's what you have to do is because not every kid that's a, a, a Notre Dame guy is going to have the same resume, which is kind of what Notre Dame has done in the past. 
Right. And, and I think the other part of it, too, is we can talk about the Notre Dame kids all we want, but the fact of the matter is there was a weariness on defense in recent seasons of competing against Alabama, competing against Ohio State, competing against Clemson. And, and that's why they didn't win any of those battles because they rarely fought them. Mm-hmm. They're not only you know fighting those battles now, they're winning them. And I think Notre Dame's always been capable of, and this is ultimately the biggest thing for me. Marcus Freeman is destroying, and I'm going to have an article about this. He's destroying myths that have existed about recruiting at Notre Dame. He's destroyed myths about where you can go to recruit players, the positions you can or can't recruit at a high level at Notre Dame. You know, whether or not you can beat the big boys, whether or not, hey, top players don't want to go to class. Yeah, they do. And some of the ones that don't, you have to convince them why it is important that that's something they take seriously. Because you can't take, you can't go get a top player if he doesn't ultimately want to go to class. You you have to be able to, to say we're not going to take that guy. And Notre Dame has taken a couple guys like that in in the last ten years that you say, hey, you know what? That's probably not a guy you should have taken. Mm-hmm. And so you got to find that happy medium. And, and I think Marcus Freeman seems to be doing that. He seems to understand that. I think that's a very important piece of this whole thing. But. You have to fight those battles, Vince, and you have to sometimes say, hey, look, this top player doesn't realize why it's important that he comes to Notre Dame. And I think with this NIL stuff, Notre Dame said, hey, look, not only are you going to have this, but you're going to be able to make, you know, get into the business program, which means you're going to be in the, the number one business program in the country, which is going to give you a much better opportunity to manage these things, to pr- pr- not only get these opportunities, but then to manage these opportunities and build yourself a brand beyond your playing career, which is ultimately where you're going to really be able to succeed – even if you're not a top NFL player. And those things are, are such great selling points for Notre Dame, but if you don't have people and in a, in a, in a mainly a leader, and now you've got Brian Kelly and Marcus Freeman, especially Marcus Freeman, kind of setting that example, say, hey, look, I don't care if a kid's – matter of fact, I prefer that a kid has offers from Bama and Clemson and, and, and those mm. schools because that means we're on the right track here. Yeah. Right? And, and so if you're – like let's say you're able to beat Benjamin Morrison, Okay. That's now two defensive backs you've beat Alabama for, if that happens. I mean, I don't think you have two defensive backs on the in the last 10 years that Notre Dame has beat Alabama for. Because I don't know how many of them are than Kyle Hamilton, and I don't even know how serious Alabama was because Notre Dame got him so early before he broke out. That was a great job, by, by the way, of Mike Elko at recognizing Kyle Hamilton before he blew up and everybody right. got on him, by the way. But – You've kind of had to do that, though. You've had to get on these guys early because you didn't have the the staying power. The not the, even the staying uh, power, just the ability to get in those conversations. Yeah. And and it's not just about the coach; it's also about you've got. And this is where the success the last three years has really played a role. You have two playoff appearances that matters. Mm-hmm. Mike Elko didn't have that. Mike Elko was recruiting after coming off a four and eight season. Right. And so that is the the situation is different. And Marcus Freeman has taken advantage, but he's saying, look, if we want to, hey, coach, if you want to close the gap, hey, Notre Dame coaches, if you guys really want to close the gap, and by the way, I need to get Brian Kelly a shirt. I need to send Brian Kelly a gap closer shirt. I don't think he'd wear it, but he at least he could use it for target practice when he's pissed off after a press conference. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, if you want to close the gap, you got to be willing to battle for those gap closers. Right, you can't close the gap just on developing low floor, high ceiling guys. You got to go out and you got to get a Tyson Ford. You got to get a Josh Burnham. You got to get a Jalen Sneed. You got to get a Devin Moore. You got to get a Benjamin Morrison. You got to get a Xavier Nwankwe. You got to get an Anthony Lucas. Notre Dame would not be in the battle for Anthony Lucas a year ago if this rolls reverse because they would have bowed out. They'd have got found some. They would have just taken DJ Weselak and called it a day. 
And DJ Wesselak is a good football player, but he's not Anthony Lucas. Sure. You know, and they'd have taken Teva Tafidi from California, from Hawaii, who's a good football player, top 250 caliber guy. They'd have taken him. And 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 we'd have all been like, hey, yeah, you got a top 250 player. That's great. But but this staff, and, and honestly, Mike Elson kind of started this because he didn't necessarily push from hard early either. But now you've got Elson and Freeman together and saying, hey, I, I yeah, that kid's a good player, but I want that guy. That's the guy that closes the gap on Alabama. Tyson Ford closes the gap. Ada Gabera closes the gap. Anthony Lucas, Cyrus Moss, they close the gap. Jalen Sneed closes the gap. Um, Josh Burnham closes the gap. Junior Tualamaka closes the gap. Devin Moore closes the gap. Morrison closes the gap. Those are the guys you have to go get if you're Notre Dame. And that's who they're going after. And there's a, at least half of those guys would not have been guys in Notre Dame pushed for a year ago. And if they did push for them, they probably some of the others they would have bowed out early, and maybe you get two of those guys. Yeah, well, one of the things that I love that he talked about, and and you you kind of touched on it a little bit. He's like, we can make whatever argument to a kid that is going to resonate with him, and whether it's okay, you want to go to the NFL, Notre Dame's put the most NFL players in the draft ever. He's like, we can go down that road. You want to get an education? Notre Dame's education is unparalleled to anybody. We can go down that road. You know, if you want to play for national championship, we've been in the playoff two out of the last three years. We can go down that road. He goes, we can make whatever argument we need to make to get a kid to Notre Dame. Just haven't been doing it. He's like, there's no reason for us not to do it. We're at Notre Dame. And he said that a few different times. We're at Notre Dame. You've got the Notre Dame brand behind you. Use it. And it was it was just refreshing frankly is a good word it was absolutely refreshing to hear what he had to say it's yeah it's nice to see those myths being dismantled yes it it really is the things that we've been talking about for you can't get kids at this position you can't get kids from this part of the country you can't go into south carolina and get a top 50 recruit yeah yeah you can you can't go down to florida (laughs) and beat alabama and florida for a cornerback yeah yeah you can you can't beat washington and alabama for a west coast corner well, we'll find out on Thursday if they can, but they're in the battle. They wouldn't have been in it a year ago. Correct. You know, I mean, you can't go up into Michigan and get a, a top 100 recruit that grew up a Michigan fan. No way. You got to get guys like Rocco Spindler who grew up Notre Dame fans, you know, or maybe guys that Michigan didn't want or a Nolan Ziegler who, who grew up a Notre Dame fan, right? No, yeah, yeah, we can. You can't go into Missouri and beat Oklahoma and – and Alabama for a for a six six two hundred sixty pound freaky defensive lineman named Tyson Ford, yeah 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 we can, and, and we're gonna do it. And now they've done most of those things. You, you can't beat Ohio State for a Midwestern kid from from Iowa who's a top safety in the country. They're DBU. Well, we may not, but we're gonna darn sure find out, and we're gonna battle till the end. Uh, I mean, Notre Dame would have settled for another kid by now. Let's be Absolutely. honest about that. And that's the difference, and that's the exciting thing, and 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 to know that he's doing that. But but again, I'm gonna as we wrap this up, I'm gonna tie it all the way back to the beginning. If the head coach isn't on board and leading the charge, it ultimately doesn't matter. You're right. And that was the biggest takeaway for me is Marcus Freeman is outstanding. And and what as I was listening, the other takeaway I had is well, so much for me being able to convince people to pump the brakes on him being the next head coach. <laughs> Like there's no chance now. I mean, I still would like for us to pump the brakes on that because Brian Kelly's the head coach and we need to see Marcus Freeman be a defensive coordinator. But, you know, as, as we said on Friday, the more people hear him talk, the more people are going to be wanting him to be the the leader. But right now let's let him lead the defense and let's let Brian Kelly, who 
you know, he's not at Notre Dame by accident. Let's let him see what he can do first, and then we'll take that next step. But I, I'm I'm as excited about the possibilities of what Notre Dame can be as a program now as I've been for a long time because I've always felt Notre Dame can be this program. And I think Charlie Weiss showed you can recruit this way, but he couldn't coach well enough. He didn't hire good enough staff. I think Brian Kelly can coach, but he wasn't willing to battle, and the staff wasn't willing to battle for recruits for the most part. There's been guys here and there, Den Brock, uh, Tony Alford, Chip Long, Mike Elko, there, you know, Mike Elson. There's been some guys here and there, but for the most part, they haven't done that. Now that it's kind of all coming together, it's an exciting thing to see, Vince. And, you know, as we've said all offseason, even if these weren't changed, this is the closest Notre Dame has been in thir- almost 30 years. Yep. Now that you see Brian Kelly saying, okay, it's not just – remember after 2015, Vince, when they were real close, they lost by two points to Clemson, had a chance to tie it at the end, had a lead on a top-five Stanford team, and you lost it at the, the final seconds. And Brian Kelly said, we just, we just got to coach a little harder and, or play a little harder and coach a little better. And they went, because that's not the answer. They just lost to Clemson in a, in a game year that they beat them. They lost to Alabama in a game. And instead of saying, you know what, we just got to coach a little harder, coach a little better, Brian Kelly said, I'm sick of this. And we're going to do what we need to do to change this program to get over that final hump because I'm sick of losing these teams. I'm sick of Driscoll busting my chops every time he talks about this. I'm sick of getting asked these questions by this guy about, you know, the gap and, why, you know, what do we got to do to get there? Screw it. I'm going to get us there. And that's – I mean, Vince, that's – it's like if Brian Kelly said this winter – I'm going to ask, if Brian Kelly said this winter, I am so sick of Driscoll, and just to get him to shut up, I'm going to do all the things he wants me to do, would he do anything different than what he's done that we know of? Again, I mean, we need to see the offense in the fall. but Yeah, right, and that's huge. You know, from the spring and all that. But would he he really have done anything different of things that I've publicly advocated for? Because people say, well, you know, fire – I've never publicly advocated for firing a coach. But, you know, look, hiring Marcus Freeman, check. Getting more involved in the recruiting trail check change the culture of the program to be more of a we don't give a crap who you are we're coming at you we're notre dame check getting rid of all the excuses that you've used for years check because that was another thing that chris zorch and marcus freeman talked about chris zorch made a comment that i have been saying for years he said the academic piece when i played is something that we basically looked at as saying that was a positive for us because it made us so tougher. It made us more mentally tougher. We knew that nobody else was working like we were working. And I loved hearing that. And then to hear Marcus Freeman talk about that, all those things, check, 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 check. If Brian Kelly's offseason goal was to simply get me to shut up, and so you know, then he would have done. But the, the point being, I'm not saying he did that. He does not give one rip about what I think. The point is. It shows that Brian Kelly is looking on the inside. After 11 years, Brian Kelly looked in the mirror and said, this isn't good enough, and we got to change. And when you're willing to do that, that's how you become a champion. And I'm going to have an article about this, Vince, but I want to I want to make a, a, a parallel. Okay? Brian Kelly was the head football coach at Grand Valley State from 1991 to 2003. Right, mm-hmm. nine and three, nine and three, six, three and two, eight and four, eight and three, eight and three, nine and two, nine and three, five and five, seven and four. That was his first ten years at Grand Valley State. Then something changed. He made changes. They changed their offense. They they did some things different. The next year, in year eleven, 
They went 13 and one, lost in the quarterfinals because their starting quarterback got hurt. The next year they went 14 and 0. The year after that they went 14 and 1, won back-to-back national championships. Brian Kelly didn't win his first championship at Grand Valley State till year 12. What year is he going into at Notre Dame? Is it 12? Year 12. Whoa, look at you. Look at you. Because he made changes. He looked in the mirror and said, this isn't good enough. And he did that at Grand Valley State. He's doing. It looks like he's doing that at Notre Dame. And it, it's exciting. It's very exciting. And that's, I think, a good place to wrap up today's show. I agree. So that's going to do it for this edition of the Irish Breakdown Podcast. Make sure you hit that subscribe, that the notification button, um, all of the things that you do. Uh, make sure that you... Uh, you know, like us. Make sure you leave a, a review on the. They like uh, us. They well, really, you know, really like us. Yeah, that didn't come out right, but it's okay. So wherever you get your podcast, make sure you subscribe there as well. Uh, so that's going to do it for this edition. We will be right back with our Q and A, as we always do, our daily question and answer portion of the Irish Breakdown Podcast. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Time inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.